Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. From Decrypt.co, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, Asian Bank DBS starting an exchange, Ethereum Dev fights for freedom for teaching North Korea how to use Ethereum, And in our main story, JP Morgan, they're back on the scene, but this time, the blockchain scene. Coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, October 27th, 2020, and we're going to get into our main story here in a minute. But before we go into it, and I probably do this rant in the interview, but I want everybody to remember, if you were here in 2017, to remember JP Morgan and JB Diamond back then the fud that they put on twitter that they said about bitcoin jp morgan and jamie diamond the ceo of jp morgan was basically the biggest fudsters in the space bitcoin's a scam bitcoin's gonna amount to nothing bitcoin's useless come on man they said this all through the bull and then to find out that they were always investing into bitcoin at the time they were using and i'm this is total speculation but it seems as though jamie diamond would go on twitter to fud bitcoin to see if they can drop the price only to find out and this is the news today that jp morgan has finally used their blockchain solution jp morgan coin that they created back in 2019 I just want to say, come on, man. I just want to say how pissed off this kind of news. Well, it's good and bad in a way. It's good that they saw the error in the ways that they are repenting in some sort of way. And they're going and striving into the Bitcoin blockchain digital currency realm. And that we have some sort of, you know, satisfaction that we were right all along. But during that time, during the time of their FUD, during the time of their hate, during the time of somebody so influential as JP Morgan and Jamie Dimon tweeting and talking and fudding the crypto space, manipulating the price so it went up and down because of these tweets, these rants, these charges against Bitcoin. Now to have this JP Morgan coin come out. Come on, man. 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 It's, it's damn frustrating. But you know what? Why they scramble to get their JP Morgan coin out and working, we're going to look at these crypto prices because I think we might be very happy today. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 2.30 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin at $13,683.83. I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> up six percent from yesterday ethereum 408.51 up 5.3 percent from yesterday litecoin 58.18 up 4.5 percent chainlink 12.35 up 7.77 that's trip sevens baby from yesterday and xrp 25.3 cents 
up 2.4%. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrency is over 400 billion. We're at 407.8, baby. And a BTC dominance of 62.2%. Top five coins. Bitcoin, Litecoin, Tether, XRP, Bitcoin Cash. Then let's go to six, Chainlink. And as you can tell from my rant at the beginning of this episode, we're going to be talking about JP Morgan coin and how this interview is going to be unbiased, objective, like I try always to be. I'm going to be asking some questions, of course, you know, but Scott Cipollino, my favorite writer in Decrypt, mostly because he always comes on the show when I ask him to, and he's always happy to talk on the show, but we're going to get straight into this JP Morgan coin. Thank you for having me, Matt. I'm glad that I'm your favorite writer now, by the way. Well, you always are there in a, in, a, in a clench when we have some good news and I need a decrypt writer to come and tell me about it. And the story we're talking about today is JP Morgan and JP Morgan Coin. I, I've been podcasting since early 2017 and JP Morgan has always been in the news for cryptocurrency because they never, they were always a little fuddy. And their CEO, Jamie Dimon, has been, was like the Peter Schiff of 2017. Uh, but they've changed their tune and now they have a JPM coin that's working on blockchain technology. Can you tell me a little bit about that coin? Yeah, um, okay, so the news today really is that it, this is the first time the JPM coins have been used in a commercial context. We don't know the name of the client, but we, it, it was, it's been described as a large uh, technology client. So that's really the top news of the day. And in terms of what the coin's like, really, well, it's tied to the US dollar, so it's a stable coin. A lot of people have likened it to being sort of like a, com- a competitor for Ripple. If we look at XRP, so XRP is used sort of like as a gateway into crypto um, and to make transactions that then get withdrawn back into fiat currency. And in many ways, that's sort of similar to the JPM coin. So that's sort of the nature of the coin. But the most important thing to, to emphasize is that it's a stable coin. It's tied to the US dollar. So it's a stable coin tied to the US dollar. So I'm going to assume that they are planning to use transactions and have like very low fees and latency that uh, that is inherent to blockchain technology. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, well, the little that we do know about how this large technology client is using uh, the JPM coin is that they are using it to uh, send payments globally. That, that's not, that's not a, a lot of information, but that's what we do know. So yeah, another thing about this coin that is that it's sort of it's, it's prompting JP Morgan as a company to, to become a little bit more bullish than I think previously it's been on, on blockchain technology. Um, and, and another thing that, that they're doing sort of in concert with the coin itself is they've set up Onyx, which is an umbrella organization for blockchain and digital currency initiatives. They believe that blockchain can provide, or blockchain technology, I should, I should say, can provide a lot of solutions to banking um, that can save banks like JP Morgan quite a lot of money. Now, personal opinion, you've been in the finance space for a long time. Like, what do you think that blockchain technology, now that you are in both of them, you are, you definitely know Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency and blockchain, and you know the financial space. How do you think that blockchain technology can really help the financial sec- sector? And, and what do you think the improvements would be? The high level obvious indicators here are just um, transparency of information and accessibility of information as well. One thing that JP Morgan has cited as a potential benefit of blockchain technology, and I would happen to agree with this, is that banks can save a lot of money in processing transactions that turn out to be mistaken in some way or another. There's also a lot of opportunity to be enjoyed here in terms of processing checks, all this information that is, let's say it's labor intensive, obviously not physically labor labor intensive, but it's time consuming for a bank to process this information. With blockchain technology getting introduced, then that's no longer the case and things get sped up a lot and money gets saved. So I do think that there is a lot to be said about how blockchain helped to streamline the way that we use fiat currencies and the way that big institutional 
um, or big institutions in the traditional finance world operate as well. You know, we always talk about fees when it comes to transferring money and how much things cost. I mean, we just had a transaction uh, the other day of $1 billion Bitcoin that costs only a little bit over $3. Since the banks make the fees, make the, the transaction costs, does this really save them money as we are looking at from a consumer point of view? I would say so. I mean, if we look at the, I think that there's some of the estimates out there put it that JP Morgan move about $6 trillion every day to about 100 different companies, 100 different countries. Damn. Um, so when we when we talk we're talking Did you, you say know, six trillion money. every day or six billion six trillion um so i think that that's you know obviously the, it's hard to figure that out and, and sort of imagine it in your mind but we're talking a lot of money and money going to a lot of different places so really it's strikes me as a little bit of a no-brainer how blockchain technology can help facilitate you know the biggest movers in the traditional finance space as well i'm a slippery slope and i'm also a skeptic and i and you know this already uh but when i'm looking at these institutional companies start using blockchain and i see the central banks around the world trying to shift uh their fiat currencies to digital uh do we think that these banks would you say that these banks maybe are setting up the infrastructure for the u.s dollar say digital US dollar or digital dollar on the blockchain, kind of like the yuan on the blockchain? Well, I mean, I think it may lie ahead in the future. Um, it's interesting because you've just reminded me that, um, so Jer Jerome Powell, who's the, he's the chair of the Federal Reserve. Um, he spoke at the IMF, I think it was a week or two ago now. Um, and he sort of pressed a little bit of a pause button in terms of what the US is doing with digital currencies. They're obviously very interested, but uh, one one line that stood out for me that I've remembered and I've taken away from listening to him was that he says it's more important to get it right than to be first. So I think that digital currencies, at least in the US, they're coming. But, you know, America is not scrambling for this. It's not trying to rush and get ahead of the Chinese, for example. Um, so I think that when you look at the behavior of certain institutional giants like JP Morgan, you can sort of see that the environment's being set up for this. But I think we also have to take heed of some of the words that Jerome Powell have, has, has uttered in recent weeks and realize that it isn't necessarily around the corner. I think it is coming, but we have to wait a little while still. Right on, man. And if I was going to summarize this whole conversation that we just had about JP Morgan coin into one sentence, man, what would that be? Uh, you put me on the spot here. Um, <laughs> I'm a spot putter. That, um, JP Morgan are following some other big names in traditional finance and in terms of how they are embracing digital coins and how they are embracing blockchain technology, generally speaking. And I think it's a, it's a positive sign for the wider cryptocurrency space one way or another. It, it can only be positive. I actually think that was two sentences with a couple of comments. It was, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I got carried know, away. I, I'm not nitpicking. Scott Cipollina, my favorite writer at Decrypt, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Matt. And in other news... Asian bank DBS jumps the gun with Bitcoin trade announcement. DBS, the largest bank in Southeast Asia by the way of assets, has published and then removed an announcement that it's launching a fiat to cryptocurrency exchange for Bitcoin, Ethereum, and XRP. Fiat minimalist tweeted, cats out the bag. The bank has deployed an institutional grade custody solution, DBS Digital Custody, to safeguard customer assets, said the announcement. At Drew Su said, this will immediately become the easiest on-ramp for those who bank in Singapore. And CZ Zhao, CEO of Binance, tweeted, a step in the right direction. So let me ask you guys a question. What would make your palms sweaty and your butt clench? Well, 
That's sending $1 billion in Bitcoin in only two transactions. This just happened yesterday, by the way. Two back-to-back transactions, one of 45,671 Bitcoin, equaling $602 million, and another one of 43,185 Bitcoin, equaling $570 million, left a Zappo account to other wallets in two transactions. How much did this over $1.1 billion in Bitcoin cost in total? Transaction fees, $3.54. But I can tell you what, it costs much more than that in stress and sweat and anxiety. I tell you right now, if it was me, I'll be setting this transaction in $50 million each transactions. I mean, if you ever sent a Bitcoin and it just had a delay, <laughs> you didn't see it pop up on the other end or in your wallet or in your exchange, you are stressing out. This takes nerves of steel. And like I said, I would have done this in 20 different transactions of $50 million a piece until I actually e- equaled up to a, what I needed to send because there's no way it have been only two transactions. So I just said it costs $3.54 to send all that money. How much would it cost if you were doing traditional banking? Well, it'll cost about 117,000 US dollars. And by the way, I went to transferwise.com and priced out their solution and it would have cost and it would have cost 2.59 million dollars with their fees. Well, I'm going to say Bitcoin, that's a deal. What are the reasons for moving this much Bitcoin? Well, some people are speculating. It could be just moving to cold storage for safekeeping. It could be moving to diversify. It could be moving because, well, it's $1.1 million and we need to buy some things. Like me, would love a Tesla Model Y, but if I had $1.1 billion, why would I stop there? I'd buy all the Teslas. Anyway, you can speculate all you want. That much money moved for only $3.54. And finally, former Ethereum researcher Virgil Griffith wants the U.S. government to throw out a case alleging that he helped North Koreans use Ethereum to skirt, skirt U.S. sanctions while attending a conference last April. So what did he do exactly? On his own dime, he gave a highly general speech based on public available information like he does almost monthly at conferences throughout the world, says his lawyer. And what does the U.S. government say? They say that he taught North Korea how to skirt sanctions using Ethereum, like... You really need to teach somebody how to do that. It's kind of <laughs> it, these, these kind of charges just crack me up. Anyway, long story short, Mr. Griffith is asking the U.S. government to drop all charges. Good luck, sir. Good luck. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Aaron. By the way, we have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. Like the page and join the group so you can see the videos of the interviews that I have on this podcast. If you don't want to listen and you want to watch, join that. And I also will be going live around two to three times a week to voice my opinions and talk about the news that we report here on the Decrypt Daily live on Facebook. So if you want to hear what I have to say, please join the Facebook group and page. And don't forget, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, like, comment, share. It helps us stand out. I'll see you tomorrow. Happy hodling.